Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. I am Reagan, and we are back with part two of my episode with Abby and Gracie from the Rack Girls podcast. Make sure to go back and listen to part one so you have any idea of what we are talking about. But we are picking up right where we left off, which is Abby telling us not only does she have a nice guy story, quote unquote, but she may in fact have a nice guy origin story. A one. He's a nice guy, what a nice guy, till he's screaming in your face. And he's a nice guy, such a nice guy, but he'll put you in your place. And he's a nice guy, what a nice guy, till he gets caught. He's a nice guy, such a nice guy, until he's not F the nice guy. This is like a nice guy origin story. I feel like I witnessed like the making of a nice guy. Like I was um, a total like chuckle fucker, even in um, oh girl, don't even get me started. Team in high yes. school, <laughs> like girl, <laughs> preach. So I was going. Oh, tell up- people what that is, just in case people. Oh, don't sorry. Know. I was after a funny guy. I would do anything for a funny guy. I was on the improv team and was just like, <laughs> yeah, wanted to not fuck because I was like 16. If you were fucking, then great. I was not. Um, so <laughs> more like I wanted to like make eyes at them. I want to make um, out one time. Make out, yeah. And have it be terrible. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing with my tongue. Still, maybe don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Does anyone? Okay. Um, but <laughs> no. So there was this guy, there were two guys on the improv team. One that was my really good friend, nice guy. Um, and then the other who was like the bad boy of improv. <laughs> Girl, that phrase alone is sending me. <laughs> How embarrassing to be alive. He did not say yes, and he was no butting me. It was crazy. <laughs> he no perioded. <laughs> Oh. So sexy, such a bad boy, breaking all the rules. <laughs> breaking all the rules of improv. Um, and I made out with the bad boy, like, of course. And when I told the nice guy that I'd made out with the bad boy, we were on a walk and he like threw a water bottle. Like he got so angry. Classic. <laughs> yeah. It was like, ah, oh, like, I was like, oh my God. And he was like, I just like, I asked you on this walk to tell you I liked you. And I was like, oh, well, like, I like this other guy, you know. Sorry. Sorry. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> this was the notebook. Sorry. I didn't realize. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought we were friends. And like, and he was like, he was like, of course I don't get the girl. Like, just like turned it into this whole thing. And then later I was continuing to see the bad boy. And um, and we had to do some. <laughs> This is so stupid. Improv is so stupid. <laughs> I still do it. I fucking love improv. I'm sorry. Oh, I wanna... no, it's, it's so great, but like, it's, it's so, so it, hilarious. I'm like, a diehard. Like, it is cringe most of the time, but I will cringe so hard for bad improv. improv is cringe. Good improv is magic. Yes. That's true. That's true. And this was bad improv because we were <laughs> in high school. <laughs> so bad in high school. Yeah. Peak comedy was like sexual innuendos, but yeah, um, 100%. Um, but we had some improv drill, I don't know, where we had to be like five different characters and it was like a solo scene. Um, it was like a five by five. And one of his characters he did was like this angry guy who like punched the ground and like he punched the ground and his hand started bleeding. And then later he texted me and he was like, that was me taking my anger out. 
like on the fact that you're with Drew instead of me. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, like, and of course, Oh, like, that's unhinged. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I like had never experienced that before. I'm 16. Like it's interesting. Cause it's like really raw because it's like in high school, neither of us were really um, censoring how we acted yet. Sure. And so that just came from a really real place from him. Um, and I, it kind of was my intro into the nice guy. And then I heard stories about him. Like I continued to be friends with him cause I just didn't know better. Um, and I just heard stories about him, like from there on out about like, you know, Snapchatting girls and being like, I guess you won't like me cause I'm only five, seven or whatever. Like always like the victim, like yes. <laughs> really leaning into like being like sad boy, like, uh, he's the victim. Yeah. <laughs> poor baby. Poor little baby. I know. Baby. Like so he's the baby bird until he finds a more baby or bird or bird. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so funny though, because like. If they say that and you're like, yeah, you are. They're like, fuck you, bitch. Like, screw you. <laughs> like, literally, if they if they say something, like, self-deprecating and you ever were to confirm it, they would fucking lose their minds. You're like, but, yeah. Also, like, I would never get on Snapchat and be like, I'm, I bet you don't like me because I'm ugly. Like, I'm like, <laughs> sorry, but like, that's like. Cringe. That's so cringe. And like, so obvious what you're doing. Like, you're. And asking for a compliment and then fishing. Yeah, you're fishing. I mean, but here's the thing. Who believed that? Me. I literally guys would used to do this to me all the time and I'd be like, no, of course not. Like I fell for that hook, line, and sinker. There were so many just cocky, arrogant, entitled assholes that I was so sure were secretly sensitive boys. Mm. That I'd be like, oh, if I say oh about a guy, he's gotta go. He's gone. <laughs> to the sewers. He's gone. To the sewers. Bye. Bye, sewer snakes. See ya. And the other thing is that, like, they love being performative. Like, mm. their niceness is performative, but, like, these grand gestures are performative. The walk that, like, he didn't tell you was a, like, you, it was a walk. Like, of course yeah, you didn't know. Didn't... He didn't tell you. But, like, oh, even punch, punching the ground, it's like, that was a performance because if it wasn't, why would he text you to make sure you knew? Like, oh, by the way, in case you didn't notice, when I was like so mad, I punched the ground and my knuckles bled. That was about you. Like, bro. Also, he was captain of the team, so he decided that activity. So I'm like, <laughs> this was all premeditated. <laughs> He's like, I'm pulling, I don't know, just at the top of my head. Uh, your suggestion is a girl has broken your heart and gone for the bad boy. Okay, <laughs> go. <Yes>. Go. <laughs> Oh my god. That's so unhinged. He did that thing one time on April Fools where like this was after that happened where he texted me like, "Hey, just want to let you know I like you." And then like I didn't respond for like 5 minutes cuz I was doing something else and then he was like, "April Fools." And like I feel like that's like also a nice guy thing and the most nice guy. I was joking. It was like, a joke. It was I hate you. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite day of the year. They're like, "This is my free pass. I got to use it." <laughs> Got to use it on a woman somehow. I mean, Ugh. the terror. I mean, that's I, I've faced that before. The terror you you feel when someone doesn't immediately respond after a very vulnerable text. It's like I'm jumping in the river. I'm walking straight into the ocean. <laughs> I have to never speak to you again. Good day. <laughs> I have to relocate to another country. Happy April Fools! It's like December twenty first. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrate it late. It's my religion. Bye. <laughs> yeah. By country, we celebrate it. Yeah. <laughs>
my special country. And I think though, I think that's why women relate to them or like have empathy for them is because we do experience that like elements of that like no girl likes to be rejected either no person likes to be rejected like so when they say those things it does pull at your heartstrings but like the women who feel empathy for that feel it they actually oh, feel the emotion and that they're like cosplaying as like nice so it's like they're that is not genuine to them. That's not coming from that place because like how entitled was he? You're you were like, oh I kiss this guy. He's like, this is my walk. This is yeah, the walk yeah. I was gonna tell you I liked you and you messed it up. It's like they're always so entitled. That your life was gonna change for the better because of me. You're like, uh. <laughs> we were about to do a sick scene where I was gonna yeah. confess my feelings. Yeah, we were gonna do some zip zap zop. <laughs> zip, zip zap, zap drop <laughs> your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i i've had so many unhinged men i swear to god stand up and improv like if you need an unhinged man bring them bring them because it is interesting because i do stand up and improv too so i'm like i feel like i can say this as someone who it it, it it's a lot of it is about validation it's about having fun but you 100%. Really want validation too and right. so a guy in that space is seeking that very like it, it's not a uh hidden thing it's like he wants the laughter he's tinkerbell yeah. he wants the claps you know it makes sense that it goes hand in hand with a lot of nice guys and it also because like misogyny and like blatant asshole behavior is so prevalent with stand-up comedians that it just sets them up so perfectly to be I'm not like other comedians. I know women are funny. Give me a badge and a star. You're like, okay, great. <laughs> you're you're a real hero. Women are funny. Can you be an object in this theme? <laughs> women are funny. I'm going to cast you as a sex worker the minute you enter the scene. <laughs> Stop trying to have sex with me. You're like, uh. <laughs> you come in and you're like, I'm so glad the surgery I performed went well. And they're like, that blowy you gave me was yeah. what? I had a guy. Okay, you want to hear a horror story? Always. Um, I have so many improv stories. You've, you've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a guy who was a raging asshole. Um, he pretended to be a nice guy. He was pretty intelligent and very manipulative. Um, but he actually said because supposedly heavy eye roll he said he was in uh what is it is it mensa the genius people yeah supposedly he was in mensa and i remember one time he's like of course, there's no way for you to fact check that right how do i fact check let me see your brain um <laughs> i was like talking to him one time he's like reagan do you know what it's like for me like every movie i go to i already know the ending there's no surprises for me <laughs> it was so okay so outlandish. i was like bro Bro. Anyways, I remember eventually I picked up on the fact that he was the worst. And he did not like that. I picked up on the fact that he was the worst. And we were in a game together. Now, this game was unfortunately one in which you got to narrate the actions of the other player. Say Abby said, gosh, it's sunny. I would say she said as she put her hand to her eyes to cover her face. That was the game. Right. Oh, so I just know where this is going and I'm cringing already. <laughs> are you in Mensa? 
I mean, you yeah, just- actually, nothing's <laughs> a surprise for me. You can't surprise me. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Okay. So for the listeners, I am a larger chested lady. Um, they're popping, they're bouncing. So, um, I had a shirt on that was a little low cut at the time. And I said my line and he was like, she said, as she jumped up and down, no, um, this was luckily, this was a jam, meaning it was just like a bunch of improvisers. But, uh, so I like crossed my arms in a way that, uh, the girls were secure, uh, and I jumped up and then he did it again. He's like, she said, as she touched herself. And so I literally go, I swear to God, I reach over and I go, I love this teddy bear. I've named herself. And then I squeezed it. <laughs> and it was, it was like this horrible uh, back and forth of me outwitting his blatant uh, sexism and um, sexual harassment. Was there not somebody, yeah, like on the, like a, uh, an instructor or anybody to be like, uh, new choice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about that, Gracie, is uh, <laughs> the funny thing is the guy who ran it was trying to sleep with me and he was oh. in his 50s to 60s and I was 18 oh and he was my God. mentor and he weaponized my mental health uh, in order to try and sleep with me. I did. I talked about it on the podcast. Uh, oh my he, God. he never had contact with me for the record. But uh, yeah, so he, you know what? He was not calling out sexual harassment. I don't know why. Sorry. Oh, that is so brutal. Oh. And also, it's so weird. Like with improv and things like that, like you can really see into how their brain works. Yes. It, just crazy how often it goes to like immediately sexualizing sexual violence yeah like i just remember there would be so many times that like they would immediately label me as like like they wouldn't let you play with gender they immediately would label you as a subordinate or their love interest like it was like without fail they would put you in a situation where they had control and you were type like they make you a dumb blonde like some just totally archaic like stereotype and because it's improv you have to yes and it you can you can adjust it but god i actually am on a uh all queer team now um love that where we do all different we like cover queer topics we you know everybody's all different genders well the team itself everybody's different genders but um when we play we you know we do non-binary characters we do uh queer characters we we do the full gamut and it's like i remember the first time we rehearsed i was like oh is is this am i not being sexualized right now am i not a prop in this scene like i like the only way back in the day would be to be so much funnier and more quick-witted like that was how I survived. Like with the men was just to try and outplay them. Cause I don't know about you, but you'd like worry about your body even. Cause like people would oh, yeah. touch you. Totally, totally. Oh. Like it, it, it's weird, you know, out here, like it gives them a weird pass to like, I've seen improv shows where like guys like literally kiss women before. And it's like, it's make-believe. We can do anything. I can it's, kiss your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like a very strange like psychology experiment. Like you're well, it's also like, I mean, it's a hostage situation sometimes because it's like yeah. improv is yes and if someone tries to kiss you, if you don't kiss them back, like you're not yes anding them. Like you're actually, you know, 
if you show you can maybe get around it you can work around it um but it's like they're forcing you into a situation where technically speaking you're not doing your job well if you don't do what they want it's like there's a power dynamic that is like it's so icky to once you're on the other side of it and then when you watch improv like once you know that what goes on it's like you can see it happening even in certain scenes Mm -hmm. like i can tell i'm like oh that that girl didn't like that joke or like that you know that touch wasn't great it's just so interesting it's such a weird yeah yeah you're like literally in a scene where things can go totally wrong and you just have to be like "Ah, great well it's interesting too i feel like improv now like a lot of places here have shut down like yeah i feel like there's definitely some sort of like reckoning wow you know kind of thing where people at the top or one of my teachers at the place that I did improv was it exposed to be sleeping with the students. Oh um, yeah. And so it's crazy. You would never think like, it would be like how men are getting with women, but unfortunately yeah, doing improv yeah, like, hey, yeah. I get yeah. all the ladies sad that that's been, you, you've been, well, you've been doing it for a really long time. And also the age in which you started, it's like, it feels like all, it's not that long ago, but like it was kind of a lifetime ago in the, in what was like, except like people still was 100%. like weren't calling shit out um i feel really lucky i've done improv out here and i've had really good instructors that anytime a guy gets weird they will immediately call it out okay. and they'll oh. like make fun of them and like because it's like what what are you doing dude like what are you doing Ew. we're not doing that anymore yeah yeah so yeah. that i'm so lucky that and feel grateful that that's been my experience i think i've gotten really lucky with the um school and the the instructors i've had yeah it's like a back alley improv down here like it's like (laughs) not it's like that good uh yeah i mean even when i just started out like it was really common like there were women on my team who had gone from a team where the men blatantly told them you are props we see you as props you're not strong like just because they're women you're not strong players and they would just use them as like the girlfriend or like just to add flavor to the scenes and right. would just dominate them. And I was like, it, and this was the open, like we actually did a show where we, um, but like an improv off, I don't know, I don't know, but uh, like a, we call them cage matches where I do improv now, but where we like went head to head and we beat them. And so many of the women on the team were like, we have to destroy them because they were <laughs> openly massaged. Like, openly it was not like a hush hush it was like Uh, women aren't funny like was still a thing and like i mean it still kind of is like in stand-up and stuff i mean you see it online there's a a, some stand-up comedians i think uh still subscribe to this belief uh which if if you've seen some men stand up lately i'm like be funnier smarter be more intelligent like with your material like that's so old Mm -hmm. like we're like we've heard all that a million times like you're just recycling garbage jokes yeah like, that's the thing is they're always like it's i'm controversial i'm they can't handle it. it's like no it's not funny sorry yeah, you're literally yeah. bad nothing you say is like an original like a joke a 13 year old boy would make you know what i mean it's like these guys are not fucking creative like get a handle on how to make people laugh in this new age and if you can't keep up then what are you doing and you can say edgy things if it's a new take on something like oh i've never thought of it that way and that's insane an insane take but that's really funny but you have to be so good and you cannot punch down that's the thing is it's like 
It doesn't take any creativity. The jokes have all been done before. Like punching down is nothing new. Like we're not surprised. We're not shocked. Uh, there was a, oh, I can't, he's, I think he's a British comedian, but I can't remember. Damn it. But he was talking about like people who make transphobic <laughs> jokes. I saw this video. Yeah. I, I think, it, I think he was talking about Ricky Gervais also. I don't know what Ricky has said, but um, he was talking about in general. He's like, these comics are like, if you can't take a joke, if you can't handle it, that's your problem because I'm a stand-up comedian and I push boundaries. And he's like, yeah, because you know who's had it too easy. You know who hasn't, who's been coasting and living on easy street? The trans community. Right. <laughs> they exactly. really, they exactly. really <laughs> need to be picked on because they've had <laughs> they're they're really just, the boundaries. Yeah. They've had it way too easy. Not People aren't talking about them enough. It's just like, oh, God. I think finally people are realizing, like, the easiest joke is punching down. It yes. will always yeah. be the easiest joke. It will always be the most tired joke. It will never be inventive to punch down. And now I think people are like, oh, they're not actually, like, pushing boundaries and they're not, like, offensive. It's not offensive humor. It's literally not funny men. These men are not I do think a lot of people are realizing that, but I also still think there's those like, I don't know, right? Like that love that shit, like co-opt it and are just like, this is comedy now. It's just being able to say whatever you want about anyone, you know? And you're like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. That doesn't make it funny just because it's mean. I think people who are misogynistic or sexist or racist or, you know, transphobic, whatever, uh, hating on somebody else I think they get less opportunities to be openly that and so when they see a comedian making quote-unquote jokes about these things they're like oh yeah yeah that that's so yeah it's you stand up for your beliefs ride or die like this dude's hilarious it's like no he's just saying things that you think yes yeah that's all sorry true or that it's okay to say yeah like just admit that's what you feel and we can move like we'll just deal with that but like don't don't act like that makes them a great comedian a funny dv joke like oh we haven't heard literally had that on our uncle's facebook wall for 25 years or whatever oh (laughs) the matt right joke yeah matt right i mean joe coy or whatever him going on there just making ripping on barbie it's like you're not original, you're not funny, and you're taking up space with nothing new to say. You're taking opportunities to recycle and vomit old shit that is just not funny. It's not even, you know, it's, it's damn near joke stealing because you didn't come up with, you know what I mean? It's just like- yeah, it's just based on years of misogyny. Yeah. And I love taking up space. I love talking, I love attention, <laughs> but like, I'm not punching down. Like you can- Talk as much as you want, sir, but just like, you know, talk about like the presidents. I don't know what, what's punching up for a white man. Like, yeah, that's a good question. Rich people. Uh, God, I don't know. I have no idea. You guys heard of this God guy? What's the deal? Why does he have all the power? He gets to make his women. Come on. That's so damn funny. How do you punch up as a white? cis white man huh (laughs) question that's a thinker yeah yeah. oh shit 
How did we even get here? I don't know. Sorry. ADHD brain again on my behalf. Never be sorry. That's all I do. Yeah, God, I've about had my fill with um, with stand up comedians. It's just it's so like all the faces of the people at the Golden Globes is how I've been feeling for some time now. Just about stand up in general. Yeah, well, just this like there are so many incredibly talented stand up people with yeah. well done jokes, well phrased, perfectly timed, great material. I mean, even like you look at like Hannah Gadsby, for example. So Hannah Gadsby did, did Nanette and talked about their experience with basically did stand up kind of normally and then broke down like the reality of the stand up and the sadness behind the jokes they were telling like they tell the story of how uh some guy saw them and thought they were a, a man and then at the time they were identifying as a lesbian and and they're like oh you're one of those man girls like oh no worries mate it's fine you know and like that was the joke was like that this guy had uh left left them alone after this you know confusion and they're like i've told that joke so many times but the truth is they beat the shit out of me they oh beat the shit God. out of me and so it was this beautiful pairing of like truth and comedy and it was so intelligent and so heart-wrenching it was just beautifully done and just like a study into how we make light of our traumas it right. it, it was revolutionary at the time I mean, you even look like uh, Bo Burnham, who is controversial, right? He's done some stupid shit in his day. But um, he's one of those that, like, sets off my alarms, like my bad taste in men alarms. Because I'm so intrigued by him uh, in general. But I, he's done some stuff he shouldn't have done. And that was in his past, but it's like, I still flag these things. Um, but anywho, like when he did uh, Inside, right? yeah totally unique and revolutionary right so so interesting incredible an incredible special and now we're at the point where we have these people who are changing the game who are witty and smart and doing new things and mixing media and and just really changing how we all look at stand-up comedy and how we interpret it and bringing it to a new level where it's it's honestly like intellectual at this point like it it, there's a it's just really good and then you have the same fucking dudes doing the same shit. Doing the same act. Misogynist bullshit. And it's just, it's like, grow up. Like, get yeah. better. Like, it, you're bad at your craft at this point. Like, that's the but truth. The thing is that people will, st- there are still people that think like that and sure. their, their beliefs and values align. So they'll continue to pay to see their shows. It's like, there's somebody out there for everybody. And it's just like, but it's interesting to see when it's on these bigger platform or bigger stages mm-hmm. where you're like, generally everyone here is like, this is not gonna, like this won't fly, but they still try it anyways. That's my, yeah. And you know, it's funny, it was like the the Golden Globes, how many people had to approve approved that? You're like, this was not a one man, like you and rogue, you know, like, sorry. There was multiple writers that were involved and it's like, the level of shittiness is, is intense there and because there are so many parties but even like matt rife what's interesting to me is like the girlies had you man the girlies yes. had you back the girlies showed yeah. up the girlies paid i think it was crazy like 300 tickets like i mean it was not a cheap show like i i'm pretty sure 
uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not in the the boy, the incelly hate womeny boy community. I don't think they're doing the purchasing power as the girlies. Yeah, I don't think they're selling out tours like the girlies did off of your TikTok. So it's like, you know what, bro? Go ahead and make your choice. Go ahead, keep going down the mm-hmm. like Alice in Wonderland. You're just going, like, <laughs> falling down further into Red Pill Land. Uh, but see, let's see. Let's see who shows up because like across Mar- I'm sure you both know this, like marketing wise, the it's the girlies. It's the it's girlies. girlies keeping the economy going in general. Exactly. Like you want and Taylor Swift <laughs> on your side. Yeah. The, it's Taylor Swift. It's Beyonce. Beyonce it's yep. Barbie. Like Greta Gerwig. Get yeah. that audience. <laughs> like obviously that audience is coming out and then you, you to stay. Like, I feel like when comedians can't change or they, they're afraid they're not as good as other comedians and are not like, coming up with more material and don't know how to learn. They just like, they end up doing the thing where they say shit that they think will make them stay relevant. And that's mm-hmm. usually the red pill stuff. It's like, what's the most offensive thing I can say? So like, because the thing is they'll get immediate support from people, but then it's like, they're not coming to see you. This is a like generalization, but also a good one. You want the or like the people who are organized to be your audience. Like you want the people making the friendship bracelets. Like they've got the shirts. Yeah, like and you're turning yeah. you're turning on them. Yeah, they're like doing your marketing for you. Literally, like, it was the girlies. Like they were sharing his posts. Like, yeah. oh, it's just like that's the thing. Is it's like. They can talk shit all day. They can say they're fucking revolutionaries for being misogynist and offensive, like whatever. But strictly speaking, business, you make bad choices. And as a craft, you don't do good jokes. Like your jokes, the punchlines are good. They're not well crafted. They're old and tired. Like you're not good at your job. Sorry. I feel like people forget like stand up you also like anything creative like that you also have the business side and yeah they're just shooting themselves in the foot like it's like fine but it's at this point like how good I am at organizing girls like I'm so good at organizing girls in like to like the armies like the stan armies they will Uh come for you like you come for swifties they will come for you and like you don't want to be on the other side of these organized ladies like men wanted us to hate each other and be weak for so and keep us apart because they know how fucking strong we are when we unite i'm in britney's army it's the only time i've ever served and i will march in my little boots i I, i'm fucking speaking of feral rat girl i have fucking feral for britney i'm feral like you tell me a woman's story where i feel she has been wronged i'm fucking Mm. feral for her i I will fight i will be in arguments i don't even need to know her i will be in arguments (laughs) about her life i'm like don't you talk about they're like do you know her no no but i have enough information to know Mm -mm. i've worked it on my side so i kind of do know her she's She's got a tattoo. She's near my heart. Yeah. Work bitch. Yeah. And we do. And, and we, we do. Except for it's like kind of like against my like socialism thing. But like. <laughs> it depends on what you're, how you're working, I think. Yeah. I'm like working at being able to lay more. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you want to lay more? You yeah. want a hot body? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. By my own standard. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Well. 
my lovely little rat girls <laughs> we're reaching the end of our <laughs> sewer chat and i would love to know like how do people see your content and how do they find your podcast they find our podcast anywhere they get their podcast um it's called rat girls uh and we're little rats and yeah, I, we're on the grid, which is not usual for rats, but we we're doing it. We're, we're coming up. Phones. Yeah, I'm still partially off the grid, but I'm working my way out of the sewers to sunlight to join online communities. Coming to you live from the sewers. From the sewers. And then would you share just like some of the things you've talked about? It's super fun. We've been having some really fun guests like I um feel super lucky about people we've been able to talk to there's been you which is <laughs> so cool we yes. talked about periods period with you my um, favorite topic yes <laughs> which was so much fun um so fun. and yeah we just get a lot of lovely like people blessing us with their presence we had um someone who i'd admired for a while named michaela oakland on recently she's like the creator of something called she rates dogs i had her merch from like six years ago so it was cool to like be able to have her on after being such a stan so yeah we're, and she talked about burnout um yeah That's i awesome. forgot to bring up when she was on the podcast just how i mean she's so fucking cool but she um because i'm sure she's been asked it a million times but she exposed chris D'Elia damn when he was going after underage girls and you know trying to talk to them and you know, whatever. So she, she kind of was the one who posted all, not kind of, she was the one who posted all those screenshots <laughs> of the girls that were being harassed by him. And I just think that's so fucking cool. And, you know, women mobilizing. Yeah. But and organized, as we organized, said, screenshotted yeah. receipt carrying. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Receipts. All of it. Everything. <laughs> I can't wait to do a video with that because I'm like, that's me. Don't fuck with that me. That is the best soundbite ever. <laughs> so good. That that episode, I didn't watch any. Proof. Yeah. Timeline. Everything. everything. <laughs> I swear, you know what? It's like, if it's me, like, there was a time I would be fucking feral over shit. Those days are long behind me. I'm not as, as in like getting pissed off. Hmm. But if it comes to my friends. Yeah. I will have fucking receipts. I will have screenshots. I will have plot points. I will be like, if you did this, I will be here. I will do this. I will do that. This is the first thing you should say. Here's here's three options of what he might say. And then we come in with this. Like, <laughs> don't, don't fuck with the girlies. Sorry. Don't fuck mm -mm. with the girlies. We are united. <laughs> We're united, organized. United States of girlies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I think it's so it's so cool when you do a podcast too because like you bring on people you really and like I, I obviously admire both of you, but like when you bring them on and it's like there's just that funny part of you that's like I'm gonna talk to you like normal. I'm gonna be kind of normal, but also I'm kind of a stan of you. I kind of like you know it's like it's so cool to be to be yeah. able to have a platform where like because there's like pretty much everyone I bring on I'm like. I also love you, but I'll be cool about it. <laughs> and that's how we feel about you. Exactly. It, like truly having you on the pod was so fun. I want people to listen to your period stories because they are traumatic. <laughs> 
in a good way. If you want to hear about my periods, um, please go see the rat. Go listen to the Isn't rat girls. Not one of our favorite pastimes, though, as girls, to share our and compare our period stories. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Nothing like it. There's. Yeah, again, it's like when you weren't able to talk about it for so long and then finally you're like, let me tell you about this flow. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like kind of like in resistance. Like we had to keep this a secret. Mm-hmm. Like, guess what? Now you're going to know everything about it. Yeah. Details. Receipts. Again. Receipts. Timeline. Fucking everything. Rat Girls period episode is my version, our version of the vagina monologue. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be more. Thank you both so much for being here. It's an absolute pleasure. Make sure you check out their podcast. I never know what you all are going to say next, but I guarantee I'm going to be laughing and almost wrecking my car. We don't need, know either. We don't either. We just start talking. <laughs> here we go. Oh, God. All right. Well, thank you both for being here. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, also, a shout out to a patron. Thank you, Jen, for becoming an FTNG friend. You are amazing. And if you want to support the podcast, please check out our Patreon. And as always, my friends, F the, F the nice guy. guy.